So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day so far, wherever it is that you might be listening from. Um, Man, it was really cool, actually. I was just going through some of our stats on the podcast recently. That's not something I do a lot. I try to just focus on delivering valuable content to you guys, but it was just amazing to see uh, people tuning in from all around the world on different devices, different demographics. Um, Man, It's amazing. So thank you guys for listening. I'm constantly humbled by your appreciation of what we're doing here. And um, the fact that you guys tune in day in, day out really means the world to me. So much love to you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, (laughs) I have the hilarious story. So, uh, you know, today's subject is uh, the reason your wife doesn't trust you, even though you're recovering. And um, this is a uh, the secondary or the second option for today. Um, I have this spreadsheet. So when I get ideas, you know, either in coaching calls or just in my own time, I'll quickly jot them down into the spreadsheet. And then when I actually sit down and record, I'll polish them a little bit and make sure I can actually make content out of them. And, um, you know, I always have like a hypothetical title. And sometimes I just throw in the title because I know, you know, I'll, I'll, I know what I'm talking about there and I'll figure it out later. I'm sure you guys understand that process. So anyway, um, I had this idea like probably like a week ago. And um, I came to the spreadsheet and I punched in the title. I was so excited about it. I was like, oh man, my audience is going to love this. This is this is a killer title too and everything. Um, and I was like, you know, I didn't write a description or anything because I just, I, I knew that I wouldn't need to because it was such an awesome title. And the title was, do this one thing and your wife will have sex with you more. So that's a great title. I mean, that's an episode that you want to listen to as a guy, right? And anyway... I sat down today, I saw the title, um, I didn't write a description, and I completely forget what that one thing was. So I'm super annoyed because not only did I miss out on, you know, a great episode opportunity, but I would like to know what that one thing is. And the fact that I forgot it is probably a really terrible sign. So uh, hopefully my wife's not listening to this episode. (laughs) If you are, sorry, babe, my bad. Um, But uh, anyway, when I do remember what that one thing is, I will make an episode. I will make it by that title so you will recognize it and that hopefully Uh, For those of you who are married, it'll improve your sex life. And for those of you who aren't married, um, it'll give you some some good foundations and things that you can remember when the time comes. Let's get on to today's subject matter. So uh, we're talking about the reason your wife doesn't trust you, even though you're recovering. This is a very common experience. We have guys go through our programs and, you know, I'm fortunate now to have a pretty decent network of coaches and counselors and therapists and you know, other professionals in this space who are helping single men and married men get free. And all across the board, it seems to be very typical where the the husband or the man recovers. And in his head, he's like, okay, I messed up. I have this porn addiction or I had an affair. I did something dumb and I got the help that I needed. I admitted it. I confessed it. I start to be more transparent. And I started to heal and now I'm not cheating on my wife anymore or I'm not looking at porn anymore. You know, I've, I have abandoned the sexual misbehavior. I've outgrown it and now I'm in a healthy place. 
therefore, we're good. The marriage should be good. The relationship should be good. I should be trusted again. We should be able to fire on all cylinders here and move forward with our lives. And much to their dismay, that does not happen. Because while they are healed of the addiction that caused all of the problems, all of the other problems are not necessarily fixed by healing from the addiction. So if you think about a a spouse finding out that you have um, been watching pornography behind their back for a couple years while you've been together, whether you're married or not even, there's an application um, outside of marriage as well if it's just dating or engaged or whatever. That is a shock to them, not only because it's like, well, why are you choosing porn over me, right? Over, you know, uh, experiencing your romantic pursuits and your sexual pursuits through me, if it's appropriate, depending on your relationship stage. Um, But secondly, it shows that there is a pattern for hiding, right? It's like you had this thing that you know I should have known, but you chose to conceal it. And this is especially true or it's especially bad if you get caught, right? If you confess it, confessing does inherently add a degree of trust because it's it's like, okay, you messed up. You shouldn't have been doing that. At least you talk to me about it. Um, But getting caught is the worst of the worst. It it basically um, sucks all of the trust equity out of your relationship. And the problem is while you are healing and you're recovering and you're changing, your wife still has consciousness of the person that you used to be. And um, your wife does not just, trust is not just given. It's, it's not just a switch that you flip. It takes time. It takes time to build trust. It takes consistency over long periods of time. That's why we've had guys on the podcast who have said it's taken, you know, anywhere from two to eight years before the relationship really got back into a good groove. And it was not dependent on the severity of the offense or how long they had been married or personality type, Enneagram profiles. You know, it wasn't dependent on those kinds of things. It was just unique to the situation. Every situation is a little bit different. So if you're married um, or you're in a relationship and you know that your porn addiction has caused some problems in the relationship and you're trying to heal uh, number one you have to make sure in case you I, it should just go without saying you have to have that conversation with your significant other especially if you're married if you're not married you need to get a bit more counsel we have a couple episodes on that um, I'll, I'll link to them in the show notes but um, but you have to you have to get on that like you have you really do um, and actually we've, we've brought in a couple experts um, to talk about disclosure and you know what that process looks like. A guy named Jeff Stewart is going to be on the podcast. Um, he's been practicing marriage and family counseling for like 25 years. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll send you to a link or two um, that's already in our database here. Um, but you need to start there. Now, this episode really is geared towards those of you who have had the conversation, you have embarked on the recovery journey, and you're making progress And maybe nobody's told you yet that in addition to you getting free of porn, you also have to heal your marriage and they are not the same thing. I want to encourage you that the time is now. You start now. This is the time for you to get going, to um, to start dialoguing with her, to start investing into the marriage and to start building trust. 
And what I want to do is I want to give you three really quick ways to build trust. Um, Again, this is not going to restore the trust completely, but these are three things you can do that are going to give you some quick wins and help you to just build trust in the relationship so that while you're recovering, your wife is also going to heal and, and start to really get an idea that you are a trustworthy man. All right, number one, uh, this, is, this is a really important one, an important concept that I have embodied uh, for a majority of my life, which is that I make very few promises. Um, like I will almost, you'll almost never hear me say, Hey, I promise, I promise you, I will do this. I promise you I'll do that. Um, it's not because I'm not trustworthy. It's actually the opposite. It's, it's that I, I guard my words so zealously that I will not flippantly promise something. If I'm going to promise you something, then I mean it and I will stand by it. And I will do it. If I promise to do something, I will do it. No ifs, ands, or buts. Now, promise is the lofty side of this. But what I would like to suggest for you, the first practical thing you can do to restore trust in a marriage is to make a small promise that you can follow through on. Make a small promise that you can follow through on. Now, that might seem really stupid. It might even seem weird to your spouse. Like, why are you promising to do that? That's nothing. Or like, why would, why make a promise over that? That's like, what are you trying to pull here? Um, you just do it anyway. Because the, the whole, the, what we're trying to do, if you think about, um, imagine that, you know, the, the other person, they don't know if they can trust you, right? They feel betrayed by you. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get into situations where they would have reason to question your trust and you pull through. That's ultimately what's going to restore trust. It's, wow, you know, normally he would have done this, but now he's doing that. You know, he hid that porn addiction from me for 15 years, but now when he feels tempted, he talks to me, right? It's like now when he would normally do the thing that caused our lack of trust, he's doing something that brings trust instead. So making a promise, it, it puts the person in that frame of like, you're promising something, I don't know if I can actually trust that promise. But you just make a small promise and then you come through on it. Just a small deposit, a quick win. Babe, I promise I'm going to take you out for dinner this week. Okay, great. Babe, I promise I'm going to take you out for dinner. Babe, I promise I'm going to cut the grass. I just want to make a small promise with you. I'm going to, you know, I know you've been asking me to paint the room for forever. I'm going to get started on that this week. I know you've been asking me to clean up, um, you know, my shelves or my drawers or whatever it might be. I promise you I'm going to do that this week. And then carve out the time and do it. And there, I want to be really clear. When you make a promise, excuses are off the table. That, that word exits your vocabulary the minute you make the promise. Not an option. So very quick way, very easy way to just get a quick win. Okay, second thing. Second thing you can do to instill trust. Communicate as communicate twice the level that you would normally communicate and then double it. Just be unbelievably communicative, almost to the point that she's annoyed. Okay, don't actually go to that point, but just communicate openly. Transparency breeds trust. Transparency breeds trust. Your responsibility is to be ultra transparent. It doesn't mean that you're sharing every detail of your fantasies and your temptations and your slips when they happen still and whatever. You're not necessarily going into the details of it, but you are regularly, consistently making the conscious effort to share. 
to be seen, to be known, and to be understood by her. So share a lot. And the third thing, the third thing, okay, very simple. We've also done episodes on this. Actively listen. When she speaks to you, show her that you understand. Don't just say, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know that. I know that. Paraphrase. Say it back to her. Okay, so when you say this, you mean da, 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 da. Oh, um, when you were when we were doing that thing the other day, this is actually what you're expecting? Is that what you mean? Yes, that's what I mean. When she's sharing about her day, tell me more about that. What does that mean? I don't know exactly what you mean by that because when I say that, it might mean something different. Can you clarify what do you mean by that? Show. Show an interest. Actively listen. Paraphrase what's being said. Ask questions relentlessly and show a genuine interest. If you, if you, Guys, if you do these things, like if you make a small promise every week, if you communicate twice as much as you used to and then double it, and if you actively listen on a regular basis, nothing dramatic, okay? I'm talking about just asking one or two follow-up questions when she shares, putting your phone down while she does it, like just showing interest. If you do that regularly, you will rapidly build trust in your relationships. Now, this is like anything. They're small deposits, right, that don't really do much initially, but they start to compound with time. And honestly, those are three quick wins any guy can get, whether you've had an affair or whether you've been like the perfect husband of the year, you know, repeating champion year in, year out. Doesn't matter. If you do these things regularly, you will enhance the trust in your relationship. So that's everything for today, guys. I want to thank you so much for listening. And look, if you're looking for maybe a bit more help on the recovery part, just to know that you're confidently going to make it all the way through and you want some guidance from somebody who's been there before, somebody who's helped hundreds of other guys get free, I have a book for you called The Last Relapse. It's available free of charge. You can get a download at thelastrelapsebook.com. So uh, I want to encourage you to check that out. In the meantime, though, I wish you an amazing day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.